Welcome to the Red Black League Boys High School Hockey Podcast, one of our favorite shows of the year this week. We bring in our Mr. Hockey finalist predictions. It's always a fun one. On top of that, we'll talk about news and nuggets. We'll, of course, do our top 10 AA and A, uh, do our games of the past, and a great interview today with Mike Donahue, the head coach of Fergus Falls. Mike will join us, talk about his playing career, coaching career, and he'll join us for a round of pickums. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good morning, boys. How are you guys doing today? Danny? Not bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Carl, like, doing some dishes, weren't you? <laughs> sure was. And you sounded like you were recording a self-help audio book in that intro, Tony. What? That was a good intro. We're going to be... What is this, NPR? Like, all things considered, i I thought Zozo. it was mellow. I'm trying to be professional. Well, don't be mellow. This is one of our biggest shows of the year, it, and it's a pretty exciting show. Oh, my God. Gosh. Oh my gosh. It is awesome. I can't wait. We have a lot of ground, a lot of news. Yes. Some great top 10 changes. Yep. So let's get it rolling. Okay, Carl. News nugs. Okay. Let's start with some downers. Oh, <laughs> Lots Don't of those. laugh at downers. <laughs> Beginning with, uh, we learned some more details about the state tournament this week and. Obviously, these things may be fluid, but right now, it sounds like we're going to get 250 fans in that building. What What is 250? Just give me, like, because they're saying one or two parents. This, and then get, it's like, yeah. is the TV crew a part of the yeah. 250? Then get the Must TV be. crew out of there. Is the Star Tribune? Is, Must you know, be. is the Zamboni the, driver? Are the coaches... Oh. All like, 23 and a half state high school league employees. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. I, I do too. Um, w- this is th- what's goofy to me in this thing is y- the parents have to be there. There's 40 players, right? Yes. Yep. And that would make 80, 80 parents. Parents. I don't care and that's who all, else after that. These uh, parents have done a That's ton. no step-parents, apparently. No, no step-parents, <laughs> no, siblings. no grandparents, no, no siblings. Your who cares? Your little brother can't come. Nope. <laughs> As a father, if I had to split time at the state tournament with my wife, I would have been livid. <laughs> livid. I don't think Debbie would have cared. Uh, we never sat together. <laughs> the shock is your own. We did a few games. Actually, the game Jake got hurt his senior year. We were sitting together. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm never sitting with you again. That was bad luck. Oh, bad luck. Please, Tony, I don't think I've ever seen you sit at a hockey game. Yeah, like, that's also I know. true. That's true. That's true. That she is. She was true. probably pretty happy about that. Is this. true. So yeah, uh, but I just think it, 250. It's just a weird number. And it's not big enough. It, let's get away from that. That Everyone's taking that take, I, right? Yeah. All I only take I care about is get the two parents in there yeah. and figure it out. 
We have yeah. less, mm-hmm. one less cameraman. Ah, who cares, right? Yeah. Get the parents in the ring. Let's, yeah. That's not even should be up for discussion, this one or two parents thing. Yes. I think, quite frankly, uh, the Star Tribune and whoever's reporting on some of this stuff might just be doing that to to get eyeballs because there's just no possible way the parents can't be in. Banned students. We, we addressed that last week. That's it's not going to happen. That's, That's fine. fine. Press, I'm already okay with it, right? Because like all... you said, Danny, you said, like, well, if there's no one there and there's no, you know, thousands of throngs going down up West 7th Street. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. really a tournament anyway. Let's just watch it on TV and make it a studio event this year. Yeah. It... Yeah. And we'll find a way to have fun. I, I think we're. I don't think we have details yet, but we're plotting things. So. We are plotting. Well, yeah. We are for sure plotting. I'm just trying to figure out. It's really hard for us uh, as a staff, like to take a week off, and the tournament's going to be like Tuesday through Saturday. Well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that I mean, like not Carl, Wednesday through this Saturday. Is, even to normal jobbed individuals like Carl yes. and I, it's it's just like I might work on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you guys don't see is I have a full day of girls semifinals to cover too. Yes. <laughs> that's sandwiched yeah. in between it. I know. And I love I, the girls' semifinals this year are going to be amazing. So, yeah. but like, how do I? Because one of our plans was to get a hotel and do some interviews and watch the games and kind of go bar stool on it. But like, gosh, I don't know if I have four or five days of work. And you guys don't have that many days of work to, to no. give up, you know, know, toggling back and forth. It's just not an ideal year, but I think we're going to make it ideally cool, whatever it is that we how we choose to cover it yeah it, mm-hmm. and then here's the other question does the 250 include the session the morning session I, I, like i think oh. this is what the problem is i think they're just so old school archaic they're like well we couldn't clear the building after the first game because we've never done it that way they're gonna have to clear the building after each game yeah yeah, yeah. there's only 200 people i clear buildings of 200 people every day <laughs> yeah just Go. For breakfast, we clear buildings. It's not hard. You're like and they're Fredo used to being cleared. In Godfather Part One at the hotel. Get out, scram. If scram. it's gonna mean the kids can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's gonna mean the parents can, can go to the games, clear the building. It's not that hard. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, think about it. There's only gonna be one entrance and one exit. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna sit on maybe one side, like the you know, like kind of like a. You can't go all the way around the building. Like, yep, you're gonna leave that door. You're gonna come in this door. Yeah. Oh. So. It would be nice if they could all get sweets. Who? The 250. <laughs> I mean, why not? Each, each, each person gets their own suite? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> think about it, right? Like, there's not really great And they got the lines. little plexiglass in between them, too. Yes. <laughs> they got it, yeah. Yeah, you get good seats. You can walk around comfortably. Mm, this was bad news. Any more bad news? Are we going to talk yeah. about Eastern Carver County School District today? We'll, we'll get there, but first okay. we'll say uh, rest in peace to uh, Mark Pavlich, of course, uh, Minnesota hockey icon, member of the 1980 Miracle on Ice team, Eveleth High School star, uh, later went on to play for uh, UMD and had a professional career mostly with the Rangers, so and uh, had somewhat sad final chapter to his life, but uh, just wanted to honor yeah. him. You know, obviously maybe people don't know on the show, but have we learned yet of how he passed? No. I know he was in a mental. Is it, can you say mental institution anymore? Uh, called treatment facility. Treatment Treat- facility. Thank you yes. <laughs> for mental illness. Yes. 
because he abused uh, physically harmed somebody and, yeah, and yeah, his neighbor, his neighbor. Yeah. yeah his sister oh my gosh the some of the no, stories no I know but his oh, sister yeah. talked about you know he just oh. had this huge heart and whatever was doing that was not him you know mm-hmm. and it I was wonder so if he sad has that, so uh, sad CTS uh, what? CTE it was very very yeah. very 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 for sure that he had that but they they can't you know do that until now yeah so that is a very sad moment um one of the coneheads he was on that conehead line for the well he was considered Olympic one of the best players on that team we, you know it's funny you know, because he's a bit, he was an odd duck, right? I mean, he's kind of like lived in his camper. All Eveleth people are odd ducks. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he's kind of an odd duck, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know you know, good you got to be if you're an odd duck? Yeah. You got to be good, really good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how good he was. He was a complete gamer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's way too, way too soon. Way too soon. Um. Okay. All right, we can now go from the sad to the mm, interesting. Um, so Brian Murphy, head coach at St. Paul Academy, um, well known to Utaki Pub uh, followers for his role with Minnetonka Bantams, been at Tino coaching also, but a little bit, but he is Pretty out new. as coach. Yep. Yeah, and, and I still, I mean, I talked to Murph this week after it all went down, and I still don't know after talking to him for an hour, if he resigned or if he was fired, because he did offer his resignation, but I don't necessarily know if he was given any choice but to resign. So it wasn't like he was, and there were so many things that went into leaving. You know, it was all about, you know, discipline, just nightmare things. Disciplining players was somewhat not allowed. I mean, just certain things that were just, you know, scheduling, you know, access to ice. I mean, access to the athletic director, constant meetings, reports he had to fill out. He goes, you know, when it all went down, I resigned. It was kind of like a huge relief off my shoulders moment. So, and and we've talked about this before the show. I mean, SPA is somewhat a graveyard for coaches. Mm -hmm. It really is. And and it's, and to get the, if you're the AD and you're trying to hire the next coach, good luck. That's what I got to say. And it's going to be a huge hill to climb for that, for SPA. Yeah. Just hire some nice guy who, you know, throws out the pucks before practice and lets them go because it seems like anything more than that is not welcome at SPA. Correct, <laughs> correct. And, and I, I mentioned this talking to Murph. I said, and, I, and you guys too, I'm like, they should maybe be looking to go to a junior gold type schedule because that's the quality of players that they're going to have. They're still going to have a high school hockey experience. They can hell still have senior night. They're still going to yeah, use the, the hours Paul of ice. kids are going to go to that school wearing purple. Yes, you know, that's right down the street. The street. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Can't have it both ways. But mm-hmm. speaking of that school down the street, uh, we do have a news and nugget about uh, their head coach, Matt Funk, who had his 100th career win at Creighton this past week. Congratulations to Funk. Yes, very much so. And talk about somebody who came from the graveyard. Yes, he got out of the, he got out of before the graveyard got him. Resurrected. Yes, yes. he is a zombie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Congratulations to him. Okay. All right. Uh, more happier news. Uh, Jimmy Stuggerud of Chaska. Not now playing for National Development Program, has committed to the Gophers. Well, this is an interesting take. I w- happened to be talking to Dave Snuggeru this week on a completely unrelated note. And in passing, I said to Dave, hey, because he, Jimmy at the time was a sophomore, um, could not be recruited because 
he was a sophomore. The, the Division One schools can't do that. But once you accelerate, and, you've, and I knew he was going to accelerate, everyone knew he was going to accelerate, I brought up in passing. I said, Dave, have you, as Jimmy ex- finished his acceleration, this is literally on Wednesday. He goes, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he just finished it just, just this week. He got it all done. I'm like, oh, so the recruiting process will start to happen. He goes, yep, the recruiting process will start to happen. This is a good friend of mine, Dave Snuggerud, right? And then he says... And then, and then I bring up the fact that his grandpa, Jim Westby, played in the Olympics and played for the Gophers, and Dave obviously played for the Gophers. I'm like, hey, do you think Jimmy feels any pressure going to the U, or do you think he's going to kind of open up his recruitment and look at all the different schools? He goes, ah, you know, I haven't really talked to Jimmy about it much. I mean, this is the <laughs> ultimate smokescreen. And the next day, Jimmy commits to the Gophers. I'm like, gee, thanks, Dave, for the scoop. It's like, oh, is, is he accelerating? Is he getting his braces off this week? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to prom? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just went from it went from accelerated to gophers. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's really surprised. No. I think a lot of the surprise, the biggest surprise in this whole, all these great players who don't follow their dads would have been Bobby Brink. That was the biggest surprise. You would have thought his dad <laughs> yeah. played for the gophers. You usually follow yeah. in your footsteps, but you know, not always. Yep. Not always. Um, Carl. Uh. Hit it, Danny. <laughs> Who has COVID? Oh, my gosh. There this we is, go. I can't wait till we don't do this segment next year. <laughs> Maybe we still do. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Okay, Carl. <laughs> Unfortunately, Danny, the answer to who has COVID is a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) When our Uh, numbers are down, it seems like all the numbers are coming from hockey teams. (laughs) I know. I know. It's not good. Everyone's from the hockey teams. Uh, Okay. Well, who has it, Carl? Uh, Well, first we have the old teams who are still on list. Those include people like Minnesota River and Prairie Center. Then uh, have some new additions looking at FU, Minneapolis, St. Louis Park, Gentry, probably the biggest name team that we've had hit so far. Uh, Crookston. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Um, Austin. (laughs) St. Cloud Regular. St. Paul Academy. (laughs) 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 And we have coach, so we're done. See you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Might might be a good time to get out. And then, and finally, yes, Holy Family. uh, I think... as of right now, we're still seeing how many games they're going to lose as part of that whole Carver County situation, but um, at least they're for the next few. Here's some inside, at least maybe this inside information or maybe half half information. My understanding is maybe Holy Families just decided to quarantine themselves away from hockey games <laughs> so they can make it to playoffs without running into anymore. Like, what's the point of playing games if we can get exposed? Yeah, I, I've now begun to think that nobody's going to get tested in the next two weeks or three weeks. No, no, I think that's it. There's more strategy to your COVID than there is the actual hockey games. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah the, the, the incentives right now are pretty screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, all, it's also been made more bizarre by all these teams having three and sometimes even four game weeks here at the end here. Yeah. You know, I, I understand that they're trying to get all their games in. and There's 40 it's, games it's better on to Monday. Be playing now than, you know, yeah. five, Carl, five weeks ago when it was much worse, but still. 40 yeah. games are happening on, on a Monday. 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 Yep. Usually <laughs> there are three. <laughs> Maybe type of thing. Uh, it's yeah. insane. 
I this is only rumor. I have not, so do not say I said this as fact. Okay? <laughs> Tweet out now. I heard this only as rumor, but I figured for this show and for this thing it would be an interesting take, and it leads to a decent discussion, is I heard a maybe a parent or a player from St. Cloud Cathedral took a photo of St. Cloud regular not social distancing over at the Mac, and that's how they got put into a quarantine. <laughs> so, so you're, you're I, saying Grand Rapids dilute these yes, situations? Yes. Okay. So but by that criteria, we have there will be no hockey teams left. This is the next discussion <laughs> point. I, this is the next discussion point. You lose in section playoffs to a bitter rival. You could all 18 of your players could go out and test. <laughs> Find a find a positive and knock them out of the rest of playoffs or the state tournament. Yeah. Could this happen? Yeah, is the Minnesota State High School League forcing tests for the tournament? Well, can they? don't even say that. Can they? I don't know. I, I <laughs> well, I'm just saying because they're the ones like they have to do interviews and all that type of stuff, right? Make a bubble. Yeah. I, I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? I feel like happen. we're in this frantic race to the finish line, and it's it's getting... <laughs> Are they going to be able to use <laughs> locker rooms at the X? Do they have to change out in the concourse? In the car. <laughs> <laughs> Home dress for the X? That's the worst thing you've ever said, Danny. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Take that and back. And then he's done. <sighs> You should leave the show. You were suspended for saying home dress for the X. <laughs> That's the worst thought ever. Could you see Carter Batchelder walking into the X with his skates over his stick? Not off of a bus. <laughs> Not off of a bus? <laughs> Coming from his Mitsubishi Montero? Coming into the... You know, like, what is this world coming to? I had to pay $15 for parking. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. They won't be staying in hotels, will they? The northern teams have to. They have to. Yeah. yeah. Think about his EP so, stay got to drive home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no banquet. There has to no be. banquet. Heck no. <laughs> Zoom banquet. Everybody's eating like Jimmy oh. John's. Oh, oh, that's sad. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> death stares just, just, just no. Just don't. Please. Okay, keep going, Carl. So. All right, and then so on a related note, we should probably explain a little bit the the Carver County. A situation. So in Carver County, they have found a concentrations of one of the variants of COVID that is apparently more you know, contagious. And so there was a recommendation that schools shut down, which a Holy Family apparently may be doing. But I know Chaska and Chanhassens have said they're not. So uh, recommendation, not a not a requ- requirement, but the best part about w- this worth watching. Who is the first entity? Uh, I when I saw the thing come out on Friday, I posted. You know, there's there's a chain of command here. There's there's cities, there's ranks, there's school districts all have to make decisions. And our hockey players, whether at the youth level or high school level, are all tied to these entities. Well, the first entity that comes out, Chaskachan Hockey Association. Nope, we are not heeding your recommendation. Have a nice day. <laughs> See ya. And, and the school district followed, and and so did Holy Family and. You know, I thought it was kind of. I thought for sure um, they would buckle, and they did not. Carl, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it. 
It really seems disproportionate because if you look at the case numbers in the metro in Carver County, they're not high. So yeah, there's a disconnect here. <laughs> well, they they picked the wrong county. You know, had they picked Washington, <laughs> right. had they picked Ramsey or Hennepin, they would have yep. went yeah. running for the hills. Yeah. Carver, yes! Carver is Cancel that. us, please! <laughs> you know what I mean? Sign me Sign up. Sign me up for being canceled. We'll do it. Where Carver County is like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Not here, you know. <sighs> okay. Um, any other news and nugs? <laughs> Tony, you're... I, I have a little bit of a, sure, a well, soapbox. Okay. I have one soapbox. Okay. And I talked about this Go before it, the Tony. show. Is related to this Carver County thing. There's just this word that's that the media uses called outbreak. And I hate that word because it's scary. Outbreak means there's, you know, rashes on people's bodies and people are it's dying. It's like a Rene Rousseau movie. Yes, with- <laughs> yes. It's just like scary. And, and, and outbreak is is being defined as two or more. Can they change the word from outbreak to cluster? Because it really is just a cluster of people, two, three, four people. How about a click? Yeah, a click. <laughs> something. <laughs> COVID click. Something. But outbreak is scary. It's a scary word. And quit scaring us when it's really not that scary. We're slowly but surely becoming vaccinated as a state. Yep. And the news is good. The numbers are we're in, in we're in July. I looked at a, a, a three month deal. We're in July, September numbers right now from December to March. We're in mm-hmm. very like yeah. that we're not in a bubble. And and we're not don't quit scaring us is what I'm saying. I'm I'm sick of being fear porned in this whole and thing. It, <laughs> yeah. We we've learned in the past year that uh Public relations is not the specialty of public health people. <laughs> no. 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 Thank you, Carl, and, for and, that exclamation and, to my soapbox. And the other thing I'll note is that, you know, we have this list of who has COVID, but half these teams actually don't have COVID. No. They were exposed, exposed to a team that did. Yeah. So we, we should be clear about that. Yeah. Um, silliness. Okay. So uh, um, spinning to more happy news that coming out of all this is that because teams have had cancellations, we've gotten some great new additions to the schedule Fantastic. next week. Yeah. So, so since our last show, um, this is no old news now, but we have uh, Maple Grove and Lakeville South playing on Tuesday. Should be a great game. And then and we've I got... will be there. <laughs> I'll be watching online. I'm, you'll be watching. And I think you might be listening to me online. I've, oh. I've offered me the play-by-play gig Even for that better. night. So it should be you. fun. Should be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then on Friday, we've got Gentry Academy playing Hermantown. And who wants to go, boys? Who wants to go? I do. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I'll get right. you, I, think I, I think I can get us all in. I yeah, would go. I think I scale. All right. Well, maybe we'll make a little one versus two homage to the Hawk Dome. Yeah. I, I, I might be there twice this week. Yeah. Hermantown. Oh, they plays there again. Going don't there. They? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Par- and it, <laughs> almost got away with it. But no. Parking is <laughs> really weird at that no. rink. You're like parking I, I, on County yeah. Road, like EJ, and then like having to walk, and you're like, where's the entrance? <laughs> Getting run over by a car going 40 miles an hour up the road. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should say, I, I rip on that arena, and that's strictly because of the arena, not the team in it. No. It's a tough arena. It's a tough rink to even broadcast in. I wouldn't even, yeah. I wouldn't even bring up, I talked to Pat about it. He goes, are you going to come broadcast it? You know, and I'm like, nah, it's just it's too hard. 
you know, you're literally the camera's going right through the glass. If you watch games there, the, it's going right to the glass. Yeah, it's it's a tricky rink. Yeah, and then uh-huh. if you stand like far back, your sight lines get cut off by the stanch. Uh, it's anyways, it's not yeah. great. It's not great. Okay. What top 10? Top 10? Yeah. We start with let's A or double A? A. A? All right, let's do A. Let's do A. Carl All and right. I, literally, this was a, the longest we've had. <laughs> yeah. When we did our this rankings today, it was long. Sorry. If, and if they aren't good, I'm apologizing now. Okay. <laughs> it was tough. Okay. Who's number one? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a debate here for the first time, but I insisted on this, and Tony went along. Number one is Hermantown. A, a I, loss to the number three double A team I without your best, best player, player? Uh, or yeah, second is best Joey player? playing on Friday? Question marks. I don't know. Um, do we want to talk about that now? Uh, save it for later. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got a high high ankle sprain. Um, so save Matt, it for later. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got going. The rock. My rock was going down the hill before you yeah. said go. <laughs> Not stopping. Your honors. Oh no, I'll just tee off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much it. You're up. Oh, never mind. I'll hit. <laughs> okay, Carl. Who, who, Gentry's two. Gentry is two. Um, um or Warroad? We we went Warroad. Okay. War-road. Yeah. Are you in charge of rankings this week? Or? I'm just liking the guess. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, Mots took a loss to Hastings. We had to right. them, we had to, we had to knock them down a, a notch, a peg. Did they lose to Hastings? They better have lost to Hastings. <laughs> That's what Carl told me. They did. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Next. Number four is Matamidai. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then number five, also no surprise, East Grand Forks, despite Let, being under 500 yeah, now. I was going to say that. Please <laughs> note they are under 500 now. But they have studs. They do. They do. I watched that game. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Number six actually may have been the easiest part of this. Number six yes. is Fergus Falls. Yeah. And we'll have their head coach on uh, later on in the show, Mike Donahue. Number seven, on the other hand. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten is just a grab bag, as Danny would say. I'm going to, like, whisper and mutter this, like, Delano? Delano? Squeamishly say Delano. What did Delano do this week? Is this the, is they tie Hutch? They did. They tied Hutch, which is kind of a black eye, but. Hutch is the number one seed in a pretty decent yeah. little section. Yeah. Um, and they've had some decent wins. So let's give – almost give Hutch a little bit of a look this next week for, yeah, for top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's next? Yeah, but Delano did pump Orono, so they got yep. some yeah. credit for that. Eight. Little Falls. Little – yeah. Although they did really outplay Northern Lakes in that win. Yeah, but they – they also win. beat Denfeld, which is good. And they one. beat yeah. Denfeld. So that's why we kept them at eight. Yeah. And they were coming out of a quarantine. So, you know, two weeks without practice. Sure. So some, some excuse for the down county loss. Yep. Some. Okay. Who's number 10? Uh, going to skip number nine. Oh, yeah. Well, who's number nine then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number nine is Denfeld. Okay. Yep. And then 10 Dodge County? Mankato East. Mankato East. We said Mankato East. Okay. They had a better week than Dodge County. And we're still, they're still licking their wounds from that loss at the Cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly Dodge County and Breck are, they were the first two off. Yep. Yeah. So tough week for us rankers at the uh, Class A level. How was Double A? 
Double A was was interesting too. I think it was a little easier than A, just because there's a little more you know connections between some of the teams, and, and there just isn't with the others. So right, green, <laughs> green, breezer, green breezers are gone. I'm guessing, right? We'll, we'll see. Yes, we'll see. All right. Number one, Maple Grove. Oh wow! How? No, How? come How? on, Carl. <laughs> this is new. Okay, <laughs> you better justify that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two. Number two, Phil Murray. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Whoa, whoa! I'm gonna have to hit the record to turn the recording button off. Just go beat him up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. Are you that hard up for attention that you had to? They lost to Hill Murray. They lost to Grand <laughs> Rapids, lost, which is themselves. number three. I'm guessing. No, number three is Eden Prairie. And then Rapids? Then Rapids. What did Rapids do this week? Oh, I don't know. Maybe beat Hermantown? What did they do? Huh? I'll just say, I, I've seen each of these team, teams, oh. all three teams, a lot recently. No, 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 now no, no, we're no. going subjective. And Mr. Objective yeah. is now going on the subjective, subjective. route. Uh-huh. These are human rankings. I have eyes. I'm allowed to use oh. them. <laughs> okay. Who's number five? Uh, this is horrible. Is Cretan number this is five? embarrassing. Because... We have to publish this on our website. <laughs> <laughs> Who's number five? Number five is Lakeville South. Okay. okay. All right. Number six is Andover. Yep. Okay. Who played Maple Grove? Well, tough. Yeah. They All climbed right. despite losing. Yep. Okay. Number seven, St. Thomas Academy. They looked okay when I saw them play. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> hang on a second. I agree. Hang on. Hang on. So, okay. All right. All right. I know Cre- who eight, I already know. Eight's got to be Creighton. Eight be. is Creighton. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nine. Now here we go. Nine, the, the YZ grab bag. Or Tonka. Oh. <laughs> no. What? YZ. Is it YZ? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they beat Edina. No. Uh. They're like four, one, and one against Edina and, and, then and Tonka. It's Tonka. Wait, wait, wait. Was YZ outside last week? Yeah, just outside. So that, that overtime win over Buffalo was what really got them over woo, the top? Woo, woo. <laughs> Why that is why that up? That's what they do. <laughs> you know this. I know, I know. I was pumping out scores last time. I was like, what? Uh, 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 Buffalo, but the goalie did make 56 yeah, saves. Yeah, That's yeah, impressive. Yeah. All right. 10 Minnetonka? Yeah. Maybe? You die now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Green Breakers stayed in. Wow. They did. I mean, they lost a narrow game to an in this late conference bubble where everyone's losing to each other. So okay. you, don't, you just don't whack them too much for that. Okay. Then is it Tonka? Tonka's got to be no, coming up. Cause they, they, they got pounded by Moorhead. They did. That's Four right. Too. Yeah. How about Rozo? Rozo is for number 14. They cracked the top 15. 14? So you Who's saw ahead them of play? them? Tonka. Yeah, they were. Tonka, they were good, prior like, maybe? Prior like 11. No, no. They should be 31. <laughs> 41 41 sorry harsh third the eight seed and two double a. no we'll get to that later so we'll get to that later i have a great tale to tell i have a, I have a text message to read you guys it's great <laughs> from a shock dad hmm. it's so good <laughs> before the game oh after oh. we after 
Danny torched Shakopee last week. Oh, yeah. is, am I going to get good okay, text today? Okay. All right. That's well, it, let's, top 10. Let's, can we move to Mr. Hockey? We can. <laughs> we can. Okay. I'm so happy. So the Mr. Hockey Award is given out to 10 or finalists, and we're going to predict, predict those 10 finalists. The award is generally voted on by scouts and coaches, mm-hmm. college coaches mainly. Yep. Former winners. Former winners and other people. Yes. Other people. Other people. Mm-hmm. Just notable hockey people, let's yeah. put it that way. Yep. And, and so then something – of note is it's heavily focused on next level talent most of the time. A lot of times it is. And it's not necessarily the 10 best players that are playing as a seniors seniors, right now in high school hockey. And then let's get into how the, the committee or members vote. Okay. So a committee member, I have friends that are on the committee Committee members will get a ballot with seven slots to it. And the slots are weighted. So if you put Kyle Kukin at number one, he gets the most points in the slotting. If, if you put a player at number seven, he gets the fewest points. But he does get points. Ranked choice so it's voting. Not, yeah, so it's not – there is no eight, nine, and ten, even though they take ten finalists to the the ballot process so that makes it a little hard this year because we see a couple of players that are going to be on everybody's ballot yeah and then a couple of players that might be on the seventh name correct on a lot of ballots correct so getting points here is in this whole process is interesting today's for the purpose of today's show we are only predicting what we think the committee will do not our specific ballots. But because I now understand this ballot process better, our staff will do a weighted ballot on eventually, not necessarily in the next two hours, <laughs> but we will each submit a weighted ballot to this podcast on the YHH website. So we'll have a little column there. Yep. Danny, uh, Eric, Peter, myself, uh, Carl will have a Brianna, little ballot. Probably. Brianna will even give her a ballot. Why not? She, yeah. We talk about her every week. <laughs> yeah. So give her. A sh- she's at these games. She's at Andover. Yeah, Maple she's Grove. She's, she's up more games than Danny. Yes, yeah, yeah. she she is. So, oh my gosh! Could she take your title away this year? I'm gonna have to change my Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. Second most <laughs> former former. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, you'll, 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 you'll be like Eden Prairie. You'll hang a banner for this year, even when you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good dig. Very that was a true. really good dig. All right, so this is our predicted who's gonna who the committee's gonna. We've had years, but where, hang on, we've had years where we've gotten six out of ten. We're usually eight or nine out of ten, but we've gotten ten out of ten as well. So first, I want to start with players that we don't th- are worth mentioning, but we don't think are going to be the top ten, mm. and. This took us a while to kind of weed these players out. Correct. And so that's Sam Jacobs, who's having a great year Excellent. for Maple Grove. Good choice there, yeah. Um, Kale Thomas for Maple Grove. Um, I think that's it for how, who I want to mention on Maple Grove. Drew Holt for Eden Prairie. Um, Bo Cornier for Breck. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh 
Jared Wright for St. Thomas, who's going yeah. to Colgate, who's, who looked really good when I saw him. Yep. Jackson Basson um, for Benilde, Asher Conley for Benilde. These are Benilde has some really talented forwards. Um, Paul Huglin for Rozo. Henry Bartle for um, Centennial's putting up some good numbers for them this year. And was if the top two or three scorer in the Elite League. And they've the balloters really look at elite league stats. Yeah, so he's worth mentioning. I just he's not committed anywhere. He's not on the midterm yep. list, and so that's kind of where like a player like that. When we start getting into these predictions, where they sit on uh, central scouting, or if they're drafted, is a huge, huge bonus. Yeah. That, well, Despite no matter how well you do, it's it's the Casey Stom effect. Who was on the scouting list and drafted? Or Casey Stom, yeah. yeah. and drafted. <laughs> yeah, drafted by Montreal. I want to yep. say, um, Adam Johnson and JD Metz, both from Matamidi. Cade Nielsen, I think, is worth mentioning. He's got twenty four goals, seventeen assists for Burnsville. It's he, a bad Burnsville team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. And, <laughs> which which should really be an eye catcher. Uh, if anybody knows Kate's story, he missed. I want to say two complete seasons of hockey due to concussions, like really bad concussions. The fact that he's playing hockey, like I've seen his stats, I'm like, oh, that's great. Kate's playing hockey. Like it's no longer Kate's playing hockey. Kate should be getting serious looks from junior teams. Yes, for a future in college hockey. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then the other last player would be Ethan Lund for Hermantown. Yep. Um, they, uh, I would I would add Aiden Dowd to that list, or yeah, possibly it, even ahead of Lund. Yeah. So uh, both of those players. Uh, Pianka senior this year. Or yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's a senior. So They're all seniors too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the hard part with them, uh, the forwards for Hermantown, is their top forward right now is putting up way more points than they are, and, and Jam. Sam's just numbers are a lot better, so he's, it's overshadowing the score he's sheet. He's been unbelievable. Um, something that's also of note, scouts aren't going to as many games uh, this year. So let's uh, that's where focusing on the college commitments and the midterm scouting list even becomes more important this year than other years because of that. And we've talked about this several times on the show, off the show, points don't matter as much even though they are looked at for points sure. do and they don't um blake perbix is a good example of points that do yes um, last year but he was mm-hmm. the one who got us he was our gotcha yeah but colin yeah. schmidt luke Lohite, those are points that don't matter a type of thing it was funny i mean i hate to bemoan the whole blake perbix remember i think i think we had Warner, yeah, right, or Jack no, right. Smith, Warner or Jack Smith, yeah, or both. Jack yeah. Smith was on the midterm scouting, yeah, yeah. So we got we got and drafted. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, uh, maybe not. I don't know if he was drafted. Or not. Uh, and I'm not looking at elite prospects for no. the name Jack Smith. All right, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Okay, so those are our outsides looking in. Now let's. We think that there's five for sure's. Okay. Yep. And we won't get these five wrong. And that's Kyle Kukinen for Maple Grove. Yep. He's got 56 points going to Michigan Tech on the midterm scouting report. He's got a C grade on that list. And so he's a lock. Yeah. Just for sure. Yep. 
Jackson Hallam, third-round draft pick by the Vegas Michigan Lock. commit. Lock. Lock. 14 goals, 21 assists, St. Yep. Thomas Academy. Yep. Lock. Um, Luke Middlestad, he's a B on the midterm scouting report, the highest active Minnesota like high school player that hasn't been drafted yep. on the scouting report. Going to Minnesota, which is also a good sign for Mr. Hockey. Yep. And just – He's got a last name that says Mr. Hockey, yep. too. Okay. Um, Joey Pierce for Hermantown. He's on midterm scouting. He's a C on that. He's going to Duluth. Hermantown's top defenseman. Yes. Multiple year starter. His numbers aren't great. Six goals, 11 assists. Missed a couple of games, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Peart for Grand Rapids. Going to St. Cloud, he's not on the midterm uh, scouting report, but I think he will be on the final one. He was the top D on the top team in the USHL. I really have a hard time believing he's not going to be drafted. Get drafted. Right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And he's going to go back. There, there's, he's got a 60% chance to make the state tournament. He's going to go back to Fargo. It was really fin- good. It was really good. So – I, I think he'll be drafted when it's all said and done. Yep. Um, going to St. Cloud. Um, good player. Right. Leading scorer on his team. Yeah. Leading scorer as a defenseman is also something of note yep. there. So those are our five. We're going to play with those five. They're going to be on probably 90%. That'll be on all of our ballots. Yeah. That's 90% of everybody who will vote. Yep. I, let's just hypothetically say that number. It's It's high. Those are locks. Yep. Okay, now we have a couple more that are outside, you know, the locks, but we think are on the list, okay? Yeah, these next three I think are going to make the list, but I don't know if they're calling them a lock is a little bit, I'm a little bit harder. Harder, right. Okay, go ahead. So, Joe Palatichuk. Say it. Come on, you can do it. Joe Palatichuk. Yes, you did Uh, it. I know. His last name, when I see it, I want to say a K. Joe Palatichuk. For Hill Murray, leading scorer on his team, six goals, 20 assists, going to Wisconsin. He's a C on the, the midterm. It, he checks off so many boxes. He, he'll he make it. One state last year, too. Yep. Um, Even though he didn't play in the championship yes, game. Yes, he dressed. He, <laughs> he was, his hair was Still wet. His hair was wet. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get the Oscar for best actor in addition yes. to a Mr. Hockey finalist. All right. Um, and then... Mason Langenbrunner, defenseman from Eden Prairie. Only two goals, 15 assists, but he's going to Harvard, and he's a fifth-round draft pick by the Bruins. Seventh round. I think seventh. I think it's fifth. I really? looked it was higher than that, yeah. Really? Yeah, fifth. Yeah. Okay. All right. You looked that one up. I'm gonna, I did. Can I, can I, I give my yeah, Mason Langenbrunner take d- on this one? You'd give your take while I double-check. This is going to be the opposite. Uh, I hear this statement made around rinks all the time. If his last name wasn't this – you wouldn't even notice him. I really wish Mason Langenbrenner's last name was something else because if, you know, his dad's name carries so much weight. He got drafted by the team that his dad is an employee of. I think a little bit, I think there's a little bit of, oh, he shouldn't, he's, he's been given too much favor. If his last name was Johnson, you'd see a 6'3", 6'4", defenseman who moves the puck, yeah. plays both ways, Hard hitting, plays a lot like his dad. You know, yeah. he's he's getting better and better each year. He seems getting better. Around. This guy's been a force for Eden Prairie. Sometimes he's their best defenseman. 
uh, and not Middlestad. Yeah. So I, I, it's not mm-hmm. too bad his last name is Langenbrunner in, in some cases. I think he deserves to be on this list, no question about it. Carl, you you are locked in on Langenbrunner. Yeah, and I think a year ago, I would have been one of the people saying, eh, he's just writing his name. You know, when he got drafted, I was, you know, an eyebrow went up. But I think he has been incredibly good this year. I think he has been was even he carries rock defensively. Fifth. That's a good pick. Well, one, yeah. 151 overall. Yeah, I I think he he has looked a lot better this year when I saw them play. Yep. And something mm-hmm. also to note, it's voted on by scouts, team that scouts are watching right now is Eden Prairie. Yeah. So see a lot of them. They see a lot of them. Yeah. All right. Um, what's, what's the next one? This is uh Luke Lewandowski. Yeah, so Luke Lewandowski um forward from Rosemount going to Wisconsin. He's got 17 goals, 14 assists. He's playing good hockey, and Carl, you're sold on Lewandowski. Yeah, I think I've you know, seen Rosemont a couple times now, and he kind of reminds me of like the winger in bubble hockey, just shooting up and down the wing, up and down, <laughs> up and down. He just never stops going. <laughs> he's a great sniper. Um, he's the reason that team is at all in the conversation. Just a really fun player to watch, so I and, think he should be a safe pick. And, and again, if you're on the committee and you're listening to this show, you got to reward these kids who are leaving the USHL to come back and play and, and make our game great. So that's another reason you got to take a kid like Lewandowski. Okay. Now it gets really complicated. So I think really we, complicated. I think we can all agree on those players. Yep. Um, and now. Now I got a list, right? Yeah. So now we go to the Cade Aaron Holtz Kambaki discussion. So Cade is going to Colorado College. Yep. It's on the midterm scouting list. Um, he's getting looked at every, every night. He is, he's an NHL body already. Yeah. He's, he's a linebacker, right? But he's got 11 goals and 13 assists where Kambaki on the other side has 18 goals and 19 assists. He's destroying it. Yeah. He's having a great year. It's fun to watch. He and Cade Nielsen played some hockey together. I saw them play a lot. <laughs> That'd be a good team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were good. And so... That one's a hard one. I don't know what to say about that. And then we have Layden Road from White Bear Lake. He's going to Bemidji. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's a college pick. Came back. Came back from the Magicians. But his numbers aren't that great right now. In a pretty weak conference. Nine goals and 11 assists isn't really doing – I mean, his team – He missed some games. And he's not – you know he's not eligible for playoffs too, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's not eligible for playoffs because of some he came back to later or something. So yeah. So hmm. oh, it's just it's, it's just a it's a weird year, and yeah. so which actually tells me that he didn't care. He wanted to play high school hockey with his buddies, so that's what he did. Good for him. Nick Williams, Edina defenseman, going to Minnesota, which which is huge. There's huge. points there, but what he doesn't have. Our points, he has zero goals and 11 assists. But if you watch Edina, he is most of Edina right now. When they're good, he's good. He's really good, too. Agree. I agree uh, with that. Um, Landon Parker for East Grand Forks. Doesn't have a lot of points. He's not committed yet. Nope. But he's on the midterm scouting list. Yep. Which and, helps. Which helps. He's got 11 goals, 14 assists. Okay, and then Garrett, what, Carl? I was just going to say, he's also the only 
well, besides Pierce, would be the only Class A player. So, yeah, really even in contention, which yeah. may or may not mean something. But who's watching him is the other question. Yeah, right. And so, um, Garrett Shifty and over. He's got 17 goals, 24 assists. He's lighting it up this year. Yep. He'll have a a commitment uh, sooner than later. I would agree with that. And he's that. he's a good he's good size. He's not like a small. Uh, he's a good player for Andover this year, and making them a serious contender. Um, and then Leighton Lifrig, <sighs> Mankato East. There are NHL scouts. Okay, uh, I was at their game against Dodge County, and granted, Brody Lamb was there too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, there were, I would say, at least 10 scouts there. There were three scouts from um, Winnipeg there to watch him, to watch <laughs> those guys. That says all you need to know about how good in he Mankato. is. In Mankato. Yeah. I mean, they don't, there's not a lot of scouts living in Mankato, so they had to get in their car and really drive to, to see these two Well, and if you're seeing three scouts from Winnipeg, that means one Canadian was in the crew. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> um, and he's got 17 goals, 26 assists. Yep. And, and the reason why they went to state last year, or one of them, let's yeah. say. Um, and then Drew, Drew Holt, which we already mentioned. Yep. And then and Paul. And Hugelin you mentioned, too. Mentioned already. So now... We're going to unveil who we're going to pick right now, right? Yeah, but two names that are there. I know. But I don't think those two names, actually. Oh, so I now would, we're going on the show and we're changing. I would say something different than what we have. Carl, yeah, would you? Fight. We're going to fight about this on the show. This Essentially. Is good see. stuff. I love it. Okay, so the other <laughs> two players that we haven't mentioned are Carter Batchelder, who's got 23 goals, 16 assists, going to Colorado College for Eden Prairie. And Henry Nelson, who's having a great year for Maple Grove, six goals, 26 assists, and who's got some of the highest point totals as a defenseman going into Notre Dame and on the midterm scouting. He checks all the boxes. I think Henry's on uh, the top ten. So now mm -hmm. we're going to fight over Batchelder? I think so. Okay, so who are you going to replace Batchelder with? Nick Williams. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. I'll say this, Nick Williams. I, I, I'm just having flashbacks, you know, there's watching these guys play. All right, so your your vote for number 10 is Nick. We all agree on Henry H. Yeah. Pro- Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong on number 10. Okay? okay. Like right. it, you're going convince okay. me otherwise. All right. And and who are you going with, Carl, for number 10? Uh, I'm waffling as we go through this here. Um I think it's it could be Aaron Holtz. So that's that, what I'm that, leaning that, towards. I was, was going to say, yep. You know, I, I was it was not what was I think I was thinking coming in, but as we go through this, remember now we have to have a, we have to have a consensus on who number ten is. This is our choice for predictions. We've never had a split ballot for our predictions. Yeah. That's why I'm like, we're going to fight on the air. I like this. People yeah. are listening to what the pre-show I, really sounds yeah. like. Okay, so we agree on and Nelson. So yes. no, we can't get yep. any yes. takers. Oh, it's going to be like an auctioneer. Any bachelor, bachelor, bachelor. I, I, I don't see three EPs. I don't see I can't yeah. see it either. I see I, three I can... Maple Groves before three EPs this year. Yeah, but they are 13 uh, and one and one. That's true. My argument is, is I think that 
I mean, as far as a central scout, I think Jackson Blake is the guy. I don't know if he's draft eligible or not. I don't but, think he is. But no. people are watching would, him. Are you would argue that he might be their best player on that team? I, yeah. I also struggle to take Batch and not Holt. Yeah, yeah. I I think Batch has had a better season if you look at numbers yes. wise. Holt has really About three f- points. Yeah, but goals though he's got twenty three compared to eleven. The safest pick here is Kate Aaronholtz. That's the safest pick because he's he checks s- off the boxes. He checks every mm-hmm. box he's got. Uh, so who is but it? But the Kambaki uh, thing is weird. Kind of cancels him out a little bit, doesn't it? And that's the weird part. I I would be comfortable with Aaronholtz. I think Nick Williams. So you're gonna you're going Williams then Aaronholtz. What are you doing, Carl? You're going Batchelder then Aaronholtz. Uh. Aaron Holtz and Batchelder. And I'm I'm the deciding vote, yeah. basically. <sighs> I don't like this pick. I don't think it's going to be right, but I'm okay. going to go Batchelder. Okay. So well, that was helpful. Now we're all split. Now we're all split. Okay. But, all split. but would you say that Aaron <laughs> so Holtz Batchelder, Aaron Holtz. Then, then rank choice vote this, and I it think becomes it's Aaron Holtz. Holtz. We have Aaron Holtz as two, all our yeah. Aaron Holtz has two seconds and a first. No one I, beats that. I think Aaron Holtz is on more lists than Batchelder is this year. Okay. For, so there's our 10. I think he's uh, – but our seven that we would say and submit type of thing are who, Tony? Our, our, the, the, we would submit, I think we in this order too, I yeah. think we would go Kukin and Hallam, right? Mm-hmm. I would flip flop it. So Hallam Kukinen, just because you're from St. Thomas? No, yep. because no. of his third round draft pick. Yeah. Oh, yep. if we're predicting yep. Mr. Hockey, no, we're okay. voting. You're, okay. We'll, we'll, let's just go through the, our top seven. Sure. Sorry. Kuk in, in no order. Kukinen, Pert, Pierce. Excuse me. Kukinen, Peart, Pierce. They're the same. Yeah. Right. Hallam, Middlestat, Plotichuk, Langenbrunner are the seven. Yeah. Lewandowski's eight. Yeah. Uh, hard to argue with him. Yep. And then the yep. nine is Nelson. Yep. Ten is mm-hmm. Aaron Holes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will post this piece of paper on the wall and see how it shakes out. Now, let's rank them. If you were submitting a ballot, who? let's just do the number ones and be – let's yeah, do who, one through three and be done with it. Okay. So do you want to go your Hallam, first? Hallam, Kukinen. Um, I know mine. Hallam, Kukinen, um, I listed it, Middlestad. Okay. All right. Uh, Carl, if you had to rank vote your top three. Kukinen, Hallam, Peart. I would go Kukinen. Is it is it based on this year? I would yes. Go, only I would go Kukinen, Peart, Hallam. Okay. Kukinen, Peart, Hallam. That would be my top And you guys three. think that Kooks will win? Yes. I think that Kyle Kukinen will, will win Mr. Hockey. I'm still not sold that a third rounder is going to get passed up. I agree. I agree. Especially when Kyle's only a C on the uh, central scouting. Uh, but he's on the list. He will be drafted, and he is yeah. leading the best team in the state. I Best player, best team by far. Yeah. I Hard to take that. I know. It's just it's weird. I know. I know. All right. Well, this is fantastic. But we have some goalies, though, too. Yes. (laughs) Goalies have been hard this year. These are senior goalies. Do you you want me to announce the name of the the, the, award? Please do. It's the Frank Brimzik Award. Frank was an outstanding (laughs) goaltender from Evelyn, Minnesota. Mr. Zeros named the best goalie. I think they're going to do two 
from now on. They're going to do two finalists from now on. That's what it's been so looked. confusing. Been all, I think they're now officially at two announced, or okay. maybe even three. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, which is great. Um, I'm going to read off a few. Do you want me to? Oh, go ahead. Um, Jack Winicky, Maple Grove. He's got um, 1.5 goals against and a 9.26 save percentage. Elder Hoagland. Adler? Uh, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> He's an old fella. He's an elder. <laughs> Dyslexia like a, pops a, up. A Mormon elder here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pops up everywhere. Northern Lakes. Um, goals against is a 2.6. Save percentage is a 9.36. Um, very high there. Um, Will Larson for Andover. Uh, two. 203 and a 913. Um, Carson Limesan uh, for Benilde, a 293-888 save percentage. Um, oh. <laughs> Andrew Tuttle, um, Rozo, 206 and a 917, and he's missed some games due to COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll note he's 10 and 1, and I think Rozo is 11 and 4. So <laughs> He is the difference maker when he's in net for Correct. that team. Um, Caleb Cross from Mankato West, 158 and a 936. It's amazing since they gave up six goals to yeah. Ace this week. I know, I know. He's seen f- 405 shots. Wow. Yeah. That's Compared Axel to Reed like. Yeah, and speaking of Axel Reed for Blake, he's got a um, 2.20 and a 924, but as you said, Tony, he's seen uh, 384 shots. Unbelievable. And he's 6 and 6 and 1, so like 6, 6 and 1, and, and then 924. a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dane Kutcher for Little Falls, nine, or a 224 and a 912. Yeah. So out of this. This is generally a lifetime achievement award. Yep. Um, as well as having a good year this year. Yep. Um, so I think we're kind of consensus picking Axel Reed and Jack Winicky. I think those are the two guys. Um, I, th- I just think that Winicky hasn't. I mean, he hasn't I, I seen think a lot Winicky of shots. Hasn't been tested. You, you no. know, I mean, yeah. had this been a normal year, he'd have seen Edina, he'd have seen Wyzetta, he'd have seen a really heavy schedule. And maybe his numbers wouldn't be as lopsided. Um, he's been this group's goalie dating all the way back to yeah. squirts. Um, talk about lifetime achievements. He's been all the way through it with this group. Um, I still think that Axel Reed uh, would be my choice uh, for, for the winner. I think I think uh, just based on b- taking his team to state last year, um, his numbers are really good this year. He's faced yeah. a lot of rubber. Um, they could make it to semifinal Saturday. They could just based on Axel Reed. They they could. They've they've done it. They've already beaten Wyzetta. Yeah, and the other. Only other goaltender, I would say, I think looking on the outside in, I could see Winicky and Will Larson flipping. Yep. And that sure. that would be my, you know, just perspective on it. I agreed with that one. So um, we agree that it's 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 Reed and Winicky. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I just, Axel's a pretty solid choice. Yeah. And I lean Axel. Just his numbers alone. And he's been a starter since when, Tony? Eighth grade. <laughs> he's been there. Yeah. You know, he you should has, get his career numbers. Yeah, that's... They'd be pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Look that he up checks later. all those boxes. Okay. That's what we got for Mr. Hockey. 
And that's it for this edition, right? Then we go into games of the past. Games of the past. Let's keep chugging Let's along. Roll through it. Okay. Um, starting with Centennial Six, Blaine Zero. I think they played again last night too, and Centennial they did. won again. It was like six Sweet. to four. Sweep. We got the broom going out. I, I saw they had the broom. That. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Um, Totino Grace Four, Champlin Two. Good score for Totino there. And just, like, trying to figure out the middle tier of 5AA. Yep. Yeah, but, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mound West Tonka 5, Orno 2. It's a good win for Mound. Yep. And kind of the beginning of a bad week for Orno. Yeah. Um, bad see, couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've hit the skids. They were Nobody was riding as high in Class A was – as Orno. We had Orno at six. Yeah. Two, three weeks ago. I know. I know. Yes. St. Thomas Academy, seven. Benilled, five. St. Thomas Oof. went up big. Got sloppy. And Benilled, hats off to them. They had a great third period and crawled back in this game until an Which empty netter. <laughs> yeah. By, I believe, Nagel. Uh, but, yeah, St. Thomas looked really strong in this game. But Benilled just... Cannot score and get scored on. Right. And they have Can some I, time off between this game and their next one, too. So hopefully they find something. I'm just going to make a comment. It seems like there are a ton of games this year where one team just comes out and piles on. And yeah. then, then the other team maybe crawls back into it. And I'm I'm wondering, this is just me speculating, but if that's a, a product of these weaker schedules and just not being used to the pace of certain teams that you would be in a normal season. Oh, I completely agree. I think that's where... Benilde has had problems this year. When they get down, they were not used to that in the front half of their schedule. Mm-hmm. And, Correct. And, and then you saw the shootouts with Chaska and St. Louis Park, you know, weaker teams, and they are able to bounce back with them. But the stronger teams like Edina, they had a, a Hill Murray, had a hard time with that. Um, in another Broom series, um, <laughs> Breck beats St. Paul Johnson 2-1. to one. This Bre- week, they beat Bre- twice, right? Breck beats St. Paul Johnson 5-1 to one later in the week. Crazy. I All right. <laughs> Alexandria 4, Monticello 1. Just I, I'll come back to Alex. Alex will have uh, a full circle. You're big on Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alex has weird opponents that come full circle. Shishago Lakes five, more Malacca four in overtime. Shishago. I don't think Shishago is on our radar. I, that five A, they're not a five A. It's weird. It's weird. I, like, I, like I don't know what to say about five A. Uh, okay, um, Grand Rapids three, Duluthies one. Anything of note there, Carl? Before I just pass it along. It was a much tighter game than the first one. You know, the first one was three nothing, but this was a two to one game till the very end. So it's like, eh, like East is probably a team that Rapids would prefer not to play in the semis, and they might not because we'll get to that in a bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was up in Grand Rapids this week and talked to a few of the guys on the Rapids team after the East game, and they said it was just our we didn't have energy. East played well. It was a different style game. It was mm-hmm. a it was a snoozy weekday game, and we've had a few of those out of East lately. Yeah, um, I'll see how much I want to go off on that. <laughs> no, no. Um, Moorhead four, East Grand Forks two. Good win for Moorhead. Um, Northern Lakes four, Little Falls two. 
Oh, that was an that eye was popper. the first big eye popper of the week. I have to admit, Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, that definitely was great win for Northern Lakes. As they caught the tail end of it, and they they were hanging on for dear life, but they they won. They hung on. <laughs> they yeah. hung on, but they also lost to Cambridge Isanti six to five in overtime. Oh, and oh. that's a section opponent. Yeah, I look at Cambridge scores. They they're they're sneaky. They're, they're weird. They're sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky. Um, Creighton ten, Force Lake one. This is the beginning of Creighton's outburst. You know, yeah, they had an outbreak of they had an outbreak of goals. Of, yep, this week a lot of Creightoning. Yes, Roso four, Moorhead two, Delano. Um, two Hutch two in overtime. We mentioned that one already. Yeah, Hutch, watch out. Yeah, mid-level teams. Yeah, like watch out. You can't sleep on this Hutch yeah. team or Litchfield too. And, and, and you know, no surprise here. Hutch is huge. I mean, yeah, they you have talked about. They that. got four or five legit linebackers, <laughs> offensive linemen type big that can skate and play, <laughs> and that's hard to play against. It yeah. really is. Well, it's, it's a different style. Against. Yeah. Um, Wyzetta 2, Edina 1 in overtime in a game that Carl just really enjoyed watching, I guess. Just love it. Love it. <laughs> boosted Wyzetta in the rankings. Big win for White Bear Lake, 5-0 over Stillwater. This sets them at the number two seed. Yeah. Sure Certainly. now. Um, Grand Rapids 6, Hermantown 3. The game was close, and then Rapids put on the gas. And yeah. Got away with it. Yep. And can I, can I make a juicy comment? Yeah, Always, Carl. Herman, Herman Town is what Benilde would be if they were Class A. Wow. Oof. Oof. Wow. <laughs> but historically, we have Wait, always did you say Herman Town would be Benilde would be. Herman Town. I mean, if, if Benilde, Benilde doesn't have Joey Pierce on their team. No, but, but I'm they saying have a Tristan Sarsland. I love Tristan Sarsland, but he is no uh, yeah. Joey Pierce. He is very good, though. He's no Joey Pierce. I, I'm not comparing this roster to that roster. I'm just saying year over year. Yeah. The I, way they play hockey. I, I agree with that. I also will say that Hermantown, back in the day, when they were going undefeated and going into the championship game and got punched by a St. Thomas or a Breck or something like that, they weren't used to it. Right. And mm-hmm. that could be the case, you know, with these we're top gonna teams. See that. We're going to see this this Friday. And another team that is in that same boat is Maple Grove in this 3-2 to two win over Andover. For right. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to see a lot from Maple Grove on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. yeah, both of these teams, Hermantown and Maple Grove. And, and Lakeville South to some degree, too. And Gentry, right. yeah. for some degree. Yeah, yeah all of them. All of them. We're going to learn a lot by next podcast. I, part of me really doesn't like Gentry and um, Hermantown playing. I would just love. I like the mystery of them the playing mystery. in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me there. Um, Hastings 2, Matamidi, or Hastings 3, Matamidi mm. 2. Yeah. Yeah. This is a mm-hmm. bad loss for Matamidi. Hastings mm. good, but not that good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Centennial one, Totino, Centennial five. Sorry, dyslexia is kicking in right now. Centennial five, Totino one. Totino's on a slide. Yes, yeah. they are. I ran into Totino 
head coach Adam Sherritt this week. He also coaches the Elk River PBAA team, <laughs> who was in our yeah. tournament this weekend up in Bland. He goes, man, this COVID is so weird. One week, one day, I got the best team in the state. The next day, <laughs> I got the worst team in the state. He didn't say it in those exact words, yes. but you get the point. He goes, it's been just a really struggle to get kids into the rink with the COVID. And he's not understand. Just, it's just been really to get consistency out of teams. And we've seen it like, you know, some of these games like that Cretan game last night was like six to one. And all of a sudden it's seven, seven to five. five. Like, yeah, it's been a huge mm-hmm. outbreak of goals in these games. Exactly. So many outbreaks. A lot of outbreaks. Outbreak. Um, War Road 4, EGF 2. We were wrong. We were wrong. We're wrong, yes. Gooched them. I'm sorry to certain people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another eye popper of the week, Minnetonka 2, Eden Prairie 2, Overtime. Overtime. That got my eye. That one's that one's weird. Yeah. That one I don't know what to read into that one per se. Um, um are we gonna talk about Jackson Blake? Yeah, sure. this is where we have to talk about Jackson. Performance, yeah. right? So yeah. when I went we when I saw them play against Benild, he's the best player on the ice. I've yep. seen two or three other games, he's the best player on the ice. Why is that a, he and, was the best player? And I on think, the ice. you know, his foot, his ankle, whatever it is. When he's playing now since the injury, it's not been the same Jackson Blake, and that affects how good mm-hmm. Eden Prairie can be on a night-by-night basis. Yes. yes. Fair statement? Exactly. No, I was going to say something along very similar lines. He is the straw that stirs the drink. With him at 100%, they are otherworldly on their top line. Without him, they're still very good, but there are five to ten teams that can that can beat him on the right night. Yep. Grand Rapids needed the top line to win state. They needed all those players. But they got the big goals from their second line. Exactly. But they need to – same here with Eden Prairie. They need the top players to get to state. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Dodge County 3, Little Falls 2. That was a little bit of an eye-popper for me. Yeah, I actually watched this game. Uh, (laughs) It was an interesting one because it seemed like Little Falls was just more interested in Kind of running Birdie Lamb and scoring goals. Well, you got to run Birdie Lamb to beat Dodge County. Yeah. yeah or, or... But it, it didn't work. <laughs> he still scored goals and, and set up Matt Donovan for goals. And they won. The, the thing about hockey is you can't guard the the top player for the whole game. Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. still scores goals. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the difference between hockey and other sports. It's you, too hard. Exactly. It's too hard. Um, okay. Shaka P4, Prior Here Lake 2. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Who wants to go first? You Who can, wants to go first? You can go first, Tony. I got to find up my, I got to find this, this, this text from the uh, Shaka P dad. I, I texted a Prior Lake mm. assistant coach and he was bitter. Mm, I would be too. I would be too. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, would be yeah. Too. Yeah, I had to tell Danny to to, to, to stop texting <laughs> because it was too bitter. I tried. Uh, okay, Tony. Man, I'm to oh, you're that. so popular. I get seventy five texts a year or day. <laughs> okay, well, I guess like, I can go, go while we wait for. Okay, so he just it. heard the pot. He goes, just heard it. High school, 
High school hockey podcast, boy podcast, Shakfi not getting past quarterfinal? Come on, man. You gave us love early on and then took it away. <laughs> well, guess what, Shakfi? The love is back. They're number five? See? Probably. In that probably, section? yeah. 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 And, and that means they're going to play Holy Family? Yeah. 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 That that's my guess. Be- Awesome. That's a good game. That's that a fun matchup. Awesome. And that, that section always provides a good four or five game. It does. It and, really and does. So does six, you know. So Yeah, you know, we, we were hunting six all season long, but two you know, with between Holy Family and Shockby and Chaska is kinda of right there now. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. So does this drop prior like to the three seed? Mm. I'm going to say it still depends because they have Lakeville South this week. Okay. Um, Minnetonka still has some big games this week. I think that's up in the air, but it it, it opened the door for Tonka. Yes, yes yep, it does. It does. And if, if Tonka keeps tying Dinah and Eden Prairie, and why is that as, yeah, you got to move them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Rozo six, Duluth East three. Carl, you were there. What was your impression of the Rams? Uh, I thought they were. Pretty solid team, very disciplined. I don't think they took a penalty at all. Um, they uh, and didn't really panic when East went up two nothing and three one, which is good. Just, yeah, just plugged away. Um, definitely the, got the front end talent. Really liked Thor Bosklin on the on the point. I was just going to ask you, a what very are the, good night. What yep. are those Wensloff brothers cousins like on the blue line? Are they big guys? Yeah, all of Rosos big. Yeah, <laughs> all right. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. Bufflin's not very big. True. Yeah. So. Are they yeah. big? Are they solid? I mean, is, you know, Coach Bunbaum really liked those boys. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Their D for the most part seems big. And, you know, they're not, other than Bufflin, incredible talents, but they're just steady and got the job done. And, and they figured out what, he, what East was doing. And once they figured out what East was doing and how to beat it, it was not hard. And East did not adapt. <laughs> are, you, are you questioning Mike Randolph as a coach? Oh what? Wow. <laughs> well, usually Randolph's biggest supporter now turning on him. Yeah, see if he's allowed into the rink <laughs> I now. Know, you're out. Well, my name's <laughs> off the list. No. <laughs> um, Delano eight, Orno two. Wow, they creatined them. Creamed them. Creatined them hard. Wow. Yeah, this Delano's finding their stride right now. I'll say that. Yeah. Especially in this score. So. They're kind of back on the, uh, you know, where they are. Moorhead 4, Minnetonka 0. And I'm pretty sure Hello, this is. Yeah. I think this is like the score of the week, if you think about it. So, Moorhead beat EGF. Like, yeah, the transitive property score of the week. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a good one. You know. Now, now Carl, like, where's Moorhead in your rankings? Because they had a good week. They are. They're if if Dinah did this, the they would 15. go up to number 2. What are they, Carl? Fifteen? <laughs> they, uh, no, they're outside the top fifteen. They are eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. If Fedina did this, <laughs> they would have moved up seven spots. Yeah, just moving just, uh, in with the known green to my breezers. love of the Hornets. <laughs> yes. Love those green breezers. Um, I made a little tweet last night about it. You know, Harper Bents. I mean. Ryerson scoring their goal. These are sophomores scoring their goals. They had a great sophomore class. That's what makes them scary right now. You know, and and same with Hermantown. It's got good sophomores. So sophomore has have nothing to lose. Yeah, that's what makes sophomore teams scary. So fun to watch. Exactly. It's gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna be fun to watch. Wyzetta two, Buffalo one in overtime. 
Just moving on up in Carl's world. You know, this show, wins is, wins. this show is for, you know, we it's all about the, the Lake Conference. We rip on it. But let's talk about the goalie from Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. I can't pronounce that name. And Danny, if I can't pronounce it, how is Danny going to pronounce it? Does anybody nope. get that goalie's name? Uh, it was insane. I could not for the life for of me. me. <laughs> spell it. Tony. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to dig it up here. But it was 56 I'll, I'll saves on 58 shots. My goodness, that's impressive. Yeah, that that is a pretty. Let's see if I can. I'll race you to the finish line here. I'll read the next score as you find that. Tony yep. Little Falls three, Denfeld two. Big big win. Big bounce back win for Little Falls there, and yeah, big it win really changes the shape of Class A's rankings too. With that, okay, Tony. All right, his name is Levi. And it's spelled P R E U G S C H A S. Prukshas. Symbol in that? Prukshas. 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 Levi Prukshas had 56 saves today for the bison. Please tweet at me with your tildes and how to pronounce this. Is there an umlaut in there? Yeah. Should be. Eden Prairie 3, St. Thomas 2. And another Jackson Blake didn't play the whole game, it sounds like. Yeah. So, just weird, interesting. Um, Cretan. Yeah, it yeah. was a, kind of a story of two, ga- two games, really, because St. Thomas completely dominated the first, total control. Then Eden Perry came out and completely dominated the second, total control. Then <laughs> Third period, uh, I'd say slight edge Eden Perry. St. Thomas got a goal near the end, but... Um, yeah, I say good effort from Eden Prairie's lower lines once they kind of figure things out. Um, you know, lose off Browns of the world. They, I think they were them, them stepping up was what made the difference. Okay. Um, and then Creton seven, White Bear Lake five. Creton's still winning, but this letting the five in was a little late. Late. Wait, I think they fell asleep. Yeah. I think they got a little too high on their laurels. So, so but is this Cretan being really good and then letting off the gas? I know, or is this that's, that's the hard thing that George... White Bear not being ready for the speed of Cretan and then adjusting to the game and playing up to, the, to, the, to their level at the end? Yeah. yeah. I, having seen White Bear, it's just hard for me to buy a lot of White Bear right now. Correct. Especially when I saw them in a 0 0 overtime tie game. Right, and then my last my last score is Detroit Lakes four. Ooh, you're coming at me now, Alexandria one. Wow, Ooh. that one one percent better, Detroit Lakes. Yeah, all summer long they post these training videos, and at the end it says one percent better, one percent better, one percent better. Out for the Lakers. They well. Here's what kind of stinks like for to... East Grand Forks now is Detroit Lakes is going to be the three seed, and they're going to have to play them and beat them. <laughs> That's uh, going to be I good. think it's good for them to play a tough game. Uh, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I, I, we talked about it last year with the Thief River Falls and have, who had to play Thief as right. the three. I think the same concept applies for Detroit Lakes this year. Right. I agree. I agree. Okay. That's, that's what I got. That's all you got, huh? Pen drop, yes. Pen drop. Um, any games of note for you, Carl, before I take us into our interview with Mike Donahue? 
No, let's go. Let's go. All right. Our Red Black League coach interview. We bring in Mike Donahue, the longtime coach for Fergus Falls. Mike grew up in Bemidji, played for Bemidji High School and the Bemidji State Beavers and some minor pro hockey. We'll hear about his playing career and his coaching career and most importantly, his Fergus Falls Otters. And welcome to the show, Mike Donahue. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's going to be fun. You have a great background, Mike. You uh, grew up in Bemidji, which, you know, elicits about 20 great stories just right out of the bat, growing up in a great city with a great hockey community. What was it like growing up there in Bemidji? Um, you know, it was, uh, I think, a real privilege when uh, that time I was going through, like, their youth program um, kind of dates back to the mid-80s lumberjack team where he had a chance to reflect and look on them uh, with the kind of the George Plawa era. Um, you look at the Beaver teams from that time, you have the 84 Beaver team, that's 31-0. and 0. So you talk about the hockey that uh, you're able to be surrounded with and the, the people that you're able to watch and, and play and learn from growing up was definitely special. What was the name of the, the building where the Beavers played? I always forget the name of it. The the John Glass Fieldhouse. That's it. I went to I went to hockey, house, I went yeah. to hockey camp at Bemidji and stayed in I think it was like Pine Hall, but the the Glass Fieldhouse was was amazing. Did you guys play your high school games there? We did. We practiced over at that great practice facility, the Nymore Arena, probably similar <laughs> to the Tiger Bank now. Um, and then we load up our bags and head over to the Fieldhouse for our high school games. What was, is Nymore alive? Is it still hanging on for dear life, or are they going <laughs> to finally knock it down? I think they've got a lot of duct tape in there and probably still still functioning somehow. <laughs> oh, man, those two ranks, the city rank and Nymore, are, are basically on fumes right now. Um, after high school, um, you your high school team was were great as well. But after high school, you ended up going to Bemidji State and playing for Bob Peters. Um, walk through what it's like to play for a, a live a legend like, like, like he was a living legend by the time when you were there yes absolutely um you know what a what an honor and i i think i happened to uh, your life is all about timing um you know and i happened to to get there i think at the right time they had graduated some defensemen um so come 94 95 i was able to to be able to get inserted into that lineup and we had just a, a great group of seniors to to lead that team um so much of what coach Peters talks about uh, and presses on the players is being able to live with that tradition and being able to, to play with the tradition that uh, Beaver hockey is all about. And, you know, that really gets instilled on you and um, that just becomes part of your culture and who you are. And um, when you put on that green and white, that's what it's all about is the tradition and playing for all the guys uh, before you and, and hopefully creating a path for the guys that are going to play after you. Uh, so Coach Peters has his famous 24 rules. I'm not going to have you recite um, all 24 of them today, but is there one of those that you use specifically when you're coaching at Fergus? I think there's, uh, when you look at all of them, the one that seems to pop up over and over <laughs> during games is never go offside two-on-one or three-on-two. It's like back-checking for the opponent, and, Look at the number of times throughout a game that a, a team eliminates a scoring opportunity just because of that little lesson that needs to be learned. Sounds like common sense, doesn't it? 
<laughs> one would think, but that common sense thing, uh, common sense was common. Everyone would have it, but I think we can have a dis- long discussion on that too. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. So, so after your, uh, college career at, at BSU, um, you went on and played some minor pro hockey before you got into the, into your, into the teaching and coaching. What was it like leaving, leaving the nest? Because you really had only played in Bemidji for Bemidji. Now you're playing with a whole new cast of characters in, in minor professional hockey. Walk through some of your, your, your fun memories of, of doing that gig. Well, you think, yeah, I think I definitely call it a cast of characters uh, down there <laughs> in the Central League. Played out of Wichita, and um, what a great experience. Um, just the people you meet from all over the place and kind of the the world of minor professional hockey and um, seeing how things are run, a little different level. Uh, I think our coach, our goalies probably ran most of what we did. We're on a two-week road trip, and coach would ask the goalies if they wanted to practice and they determined whether or not we'd hit the ice or not. <laughs> um, <wow. laughs> so, we, uh, one of our goalies, it, it so was true. We had a goalie, uh, out of Detroit. Um, he was a kind of a minor lifer. Um, <laughs> minor lifer. He, he, <laughs> he, he didn't care much for, uh, uh, Papa John's pizza. So the game didn't go so well one night, and there was a bunch of Papa John's pizzas on the bus after, and they just found their way right to the garbage can. Not one guy got a slice of pizza. He was so oh, upset. oh. Um, <laughs> he he was one. My second year going down there, he's playing in a team I think in the Western Pro League or something, and their coach said no cards on the bus, so he quit that team. They ended up picking him up for the rest of the year. So. <laughs> You know, guys have their their values and their passions, and they'll follow those. That's for sure. <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, he also he got called up. Uh, Kansas City had a team in the International League, and we're in the Central League, so they called him up. Uh, they were playing at Vegas, so he spent the whole night at the casino. <laughs> Didn't even go to bed. They get to Bakersfield, oh. and the coach tells them that he's in the net the next day. And I think they lost two one in a shutout with no sleep. <laughs> so he was not bad. Yo, oh. oh, man, I could probably go on forever about him. I got to live with him and his wife that first year I was down there, and we had a big brawl in Topeka. He beats up the goalie, and he's in the dressing room after he gets kicked out. And it's like, man, my wife is gonna be upset. <laughs> Like, why is she going to be so mad? Because you beat the guy up. He says, no, she wasn't here to see it. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you found the right person. It sounds like Slapshot. It is. That that is good stuff. And and you know what? Slapshot, you go and play in that league, and every one of those guys is on your team. It's how they <laughs> scripted that movie so perfectly is just remarkable. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Uh, well, let's go back to Bemidji really quick. Yeah, you, you and I chatted that you had listened to the podcast I'd done with, with Annie Brink. And, Annie, I can't get anybody to say anything bad about Annie, and I know you won't either. But you did allude that uh, you were neighbors growing up, and he was scared of your dog. Explain how that all went down with Andy. That could maybe be on the Fear Factor show. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> my dad, growing up, uh, my dad, we were really into coon hunting and running do- uh, coons at night with our dogs and running through the cornfields and, you know, something 
a little bit different, but uh, great memories being able to do that. And my dad had a childhood friend that actually lived in Pillager. Really? Uh, for those of you that know where that is, yep. over by yeah, Greener, basically. Yep. A little reference point. Um, but he had a uh, big crossbred dog. It was a black and tan in Chesapeake. Thing was probably 110 pounds. Wow. And uh, the the dog had bit the paper boy, I think, seven times in Pillager. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> My, my dad's buddy he couldn't get rid of the dog, so calls my dad. You know, I think I got a good coon hound here for you. So he wasn't the nicest. He was nice to our family, but um, so to Andy, Andy and I grew up uh, neighbors, and actually all of his golf stories, I was trying to get him into baseball. So we were huge Atlanta Braves fans, and Bemidji, the only thing we got growing up was PBS and WGN. So we either watch the Braves or the Cubs. Yeah. Either liked one or both or neither, and we were big, big Atlanta Braves fans. So Andy was coming over uh, with his baseball glove one day, and he always called the dog's name was Chester. Make sure Chester's locked up. Well, I must have forgot that memo. Um, <laughs> next thing we know, I, we hear Chester just barking like he has a coon up the tree, and you hear Andy yelling, and there's Andy up on top of our mailbox. Get Chester out of here. Come get that dog. Get him away from me. So, so we corralled the dog into the garage, and Andy and I must have proceeded on to a little World Series game with the Braves that year, and I'm sure we won that game too. Right, right, right. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, all right, so after your your minor career, walk through uh, getting into the coaching. What was the decision to get into coaching and, and staying involved in the game? Well, I was able to, growing up, I uh, coached some youth baseball through the city rec program in Bemidji and then uh, coached some of the night baseball through college and, you know, just kind of got an interest with that. Um, I'd been working at Heartland Hockey Camps, uh, doing some coaching over there. Steve Jensen? And then uh, Steve Jensen, yeah, I actually played some junior hockey for Steve, too, if we want to tell some more stories. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... I was able to kind of finish up my second year in the Central League and, you know, is it time to move on with life? We all get to that point and actually received a phone call from Red Wing that they had a teaching opening. Uh, I teach industrial technology and went down there for an interview and sure enough accepted the job and um, ended up connecting with George Nemanich down there. Uh, so my first uh, two years uh, of my coaching career, <laughs> I look at how fortunate I am. I just mentioned Steve Jensen. I got to, you know, play for Brian Grant in high school. I get R.H. Peters in, in college, and now uh, high school coaching. You get to start learning from George Nemanich. Uh, yeah. You know, so lucky to be able to do that and and see how things are done with the Red Wing, uh, with the tradition that they had going on. And my second year down there, we're able to, to get to the state tournament and to get a second place finish at that state tournament and. Um, I know Coach Peters, he talks about those teams and championship teams walk forever. Um, you know, I still connect with some of those kids on that Red Wing team, and it was just a, another great uh, learning experience for me to be surrounded by great people. What was the year of the, the Red Wing runner-up? Um, I think that was 2002. And then yes. The next... I was at Totino in the finals, I believe. Yep. And then mm-hmm. the next year you got the job at... at, at um... Fergus? Uh, the, the following year, um, Red Wing was going through some budget cuts at the time, so 
low man on the totem pole. I think that happens with people all over the place, and it's time to move on, and Fergus Falls happened to have an opening, so um, I came up, and uh, Brad Bergstrom was the head coach at that time, and he actually was moving on to a new principal job uh, after the good Otter run there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Berglund actually took over for two years. So once again, you look at another name in the coaching world, yeah. getting uh, able to to learn from Bergy for a couple of years. And a great um, hockey player. And he too. was moving Pe- on to Thief. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, I'm absolutely. always scared so, of Berglund. He just needs a cheeseburger. He's and like, quiet. But he's just, his <laughs> eyes are so sunken in and just looks so scary. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's got kind of that that quiet intensity about it. Yes, him. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was your first year at Fergus? That that the next year at two thousand three. So two thousand fall of two thousand two thousand five maybe two thousand. Yeah, I don't. So they all blend together after a while. So right. you just missed the state tournament run that they had. They had they, their last yep. tournament run was oh three, yep. and you weren't there, correct? Mm-hmm. I was with the JV, yeah. Right. So I was okay. kind of the start of their fall, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. what, what, what are we doing with this interview now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, so it's been 18 years uh, since they've been in the state tournament, and this team is really good. Yes. Um, walk through why uh, the team is so good this year. Is is it the D? Is it the forwards? Is it young guys, old guys? What is it that makes this team so special? I look at it. We've got a great mix of guys. Um, you know, we've got probably uh, six seniors. We've got a great mix of juniors. Uh, we've got some sophomores in the lineup. We've got one freshman in there. Um, I look at the experience that they have. Our soft, our, our seniors have been playing since sophomores. Our juniors have been playing since freshmen. So you take that mix. Um, they've really taken a grasp of what they've learned over their experience. Um, you know, things that have happened on the ice, uh, their off-ice experiences. And uh, they've just been tremendous leaders on and off the ice. Uh they're pretty relentless. They just kind of show up and, and go. Um, they're unselfish team, unselfish players. Uh, everybody's included in everything that they do. And you, you look at being able to build a team and these guys have, uh, I think certainly taken a step and, and looked at adjusting the, the culture of kind of things that we've had going on the last five years and kind of, kind of moved it forward for us. Yeah. You have a, a, a pretty nice young team. Your your top scorers are sophomores and, and juniors. So this might not be the the last time we hear from you guys. Yeah, I sure hope not. Um, you know, you look at them. We've got a a sophomore goaltender that's been playing really well in Ben Swanson. Uh, he kind of got thrust into action last year. We had some injuries and different things go on, and um, the last half of the season, he was he was our go to guy. Um, so we got a lot of great experience last year. So early experience last year was against cathedral which didn't go so well for him but uh he's a learner he's a student of the game um so he's been able to just develop that and the way that he competes in practice uh he thinks he should stop every goal and i i give our guys a couple extra ones in practice and he kind of he gives me the stink eye a little bit in practice he's not very happy when i award a goal and it, it shouldn't be but uh sometimes you got to do things to keep plugging those guys along 
Uh, you guys have Little Falls uh, uh, this week, um, and probably a, a, a potentially got a number one seed on the line uh, for your section. Um, what do you think about that game? We're going to talk about it later in the Pickums. Yeah, that's uh, definitely. I know uh, one that both teams have probably circled at the start of the year um, on their calendars. These guys have battled and competed. Uh, every year, probably since squirts growing up against each other, so they all know each other very well. They played on teams together, uh, battle against each other. Um, you know, Tony Kucher does a great job. Um, he always does his homework. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of secrets between the two teams as many times as we played each other. So it's just going to be a matter of uh, good fought hockey games. Little Falls, uh, you know, it's good that they were able to get back, get through their little quarantine that they had to face which was quite unfortunate uh you know they rebounded with a big win yesterday against denfeld and um you know it's a monday game little uh unique situation i think for both teams but um at this point in the season i think it's a matter of let's uh let's drop the puck and kind of see what can happen well let's talk about 6a in that section traditionally Whoever comes out of 6A is a really tough out at the state tournament, whether it's Alexandria, Little Falls with Hanowski, um, Cathedral, Cathedral four years. Apollo yes. even had a good run there. I mean, talk about you know the bloodbath that is year over year in this section. Yeah, it's, it's a, it sets up for a tremendous schedule. I think you look at probably the top 15 year in and year out, and then they were three or four teams uh, – are typically within that. Um, a lot of that you throw in some conference play when we throw the now just the one St. Cloud school, you throw Brainerd in there, you know, so you're each week you're battling, you're competing, you're, you're preparing yourselves uh, for that end of season battle to, to hopefully set up for a state tournament appearance. And, and through the 25 games that we typically get, uh, you know, teams are able to leverage their schedule, I think good enough to put their players, um, in enough positions uh, where you're going to have seen a lot, battled through a lot, uh, been through a lot of scenarios through the season. So come that time, there shouldn't be any surprises for your team, and they're as prepared as you can get them as a coach. Okay, Carl, you want to do a lightning round? Yeah, let's do a lightning round. Let's put them through the lightning. Okay, you want to go first, Carl? No, boy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll start. I'll, I'll start out with the softball. Uh, what's your favorite rink in the state? Um, I know Exchange Arena in Little Falls it always has good intensity and it's loud. It's a it'd be a fun one. Hopefully Monday nights the same way. Favorite coach growing up. Favorite coach growing up. I'd have to say Donnie Miller, our Banamate coach. He was uh, he was always a special person to to me. His baseball, his hockey. Uh, he had a few unique techniques at Banham, but. Uh, he knew how to make you work hard. <laughs> did, did he wear a fedora? <laughs> no fedora, but he had a great uh, brown F-150 pickup truck, and you could jump in the back and get a ride to the high school game after batting practice. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Carl? All right. So so Fergus Falls has a pretty great mascot, the Otters, but what is the best mascot in the state? Best, oh, boy, best mascot. That's a tough one. Oh, um. I don't know. That's, a spud might be hard to beat. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> hard to beat. Fergus We're not big Moorhead fans, but a spud, I tell you. Fergus has a good logo too. Yeah, I like I like the otters as yeah. well. Um, 
Favorite win as a head coach? Pardon me? Favorite win as a head coach? That's a good one. Favorite win as a head coach? Or the one that sticks, um, you know. Maybe just a Yeah, go. We just had one uh, in Soccer Rapids the other night, which is our 12th win in a row, which set a odder record for most wins in a row just on uh, Thursday night. So I think that right now it's probably that one. Oh, that's that's a, awesome. That's a good one. That's good. That's Because I'm thinking Sock Rapids, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Is there a big rapper we don't know about? Guys, Sock Rapids they're, Rice. They're playing for a fish or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Carl? Yeah, well, on that note, who is – Fergus Falls' biggest rival. Who's the team you get up for the most? Um, I would say between Alexandria and Little Falls would probably be the two biggest. Uh, those are section games all the time. And then we could be remiss if we missed Detroit Lakes just 45 minutes up the inter- uh, Highway 59. Mm-hmm. Uh, what rank has the best food? That's, I would have to go with our own home rank. Uh, Pam Muxfeld does an awesome job in our concession stand. Teams come in and they usually have their team meal after between tacos and barbecues and pizzas, whatever it is. It, it seems like she makes it for them. Wow. I'm moving now I got to go. Now yeah. I got to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> hungry for tacos. Um, I know. <laughs> Carl. Uh, do you have a pregame ritual or something that you do all the time? A superstitious thing? Um, I tried to change my walk this year. I don't know. Mm. Do you, uh, so I try, try to change some things up. Um, you look at Nick Lidstrom. I think you read some stories on him. He's done the, did the same thing for, I think, 22 years for the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> seemed to work okay from him. <laughs> uh, the walk I was taking wasn't working, so I changed my route this year. And so far, it seems to be doing okay. Ooh, I like yeah. it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to do some games coming up and then pick, Stone? Yeah. Do you want to stick around for pickums, Mike? Yeah, for sure. All right. Here we go. Well, uh, before we do that, we'll talk about a few games that don't make the pickums for the coming week. Um, Grand Rapids and Roseau play. Eden Prairie and Edina and Eden Prairie and St. Thomas. So Eden Prairie has a busy week, so we'll learn more about them. Breck and Orno is an interesting tilt. Yep. Um, Grand Rapids and Wyzetta in the lowest scoring affair of the season. Um, oh, that's going to be 0-0. <laughs> Little Falls and War Road, which is a good, um, let's call it a COVID makeup probably game. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, Roseau and East Grand Forks. A lot of good games this week. Yeah, and some good pick'ems too. Great pick'ems. This is our best pick'em week of the year. Uh, Mike, this goes in order, so you go last. Usually, it's the youngest to oldest, but uh, I think he should go second then, right? Because he's older yeah, than both right. of you guys. All right, so I'll change it up. Okay. Mike goes second. Car- Danny, go last. You're the young pup on the show. Oh, baby Danny. This is baby like Danny. Eight days or something. All right, Nine. here we go. Game number one. Number one, Maple Grove hosts Lakeville South. Um, Olympic got- size ice. Olympic size ice. I'm going to go number one. There, I rank. Uh, I stick by the our number one ranking. I'm going to go Maple Grove. Mike, what do you know about these cities teams? Anything? I just. I just look at your rankings, and there's a Berglund coaching at Maple Grove. We've got a <laughs> former Otter kid down at Maple Grove, so i got to go with them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, What's his name, the, the Otter kid? 
uh, I can't. Dillerud. Yeah, silly. Yeah, that's right. Good. Good call there. Yep. All right. Um, and Carl. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Maple Grove until they give me a reason not to. Gooch, 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 right, gooch, gooch. We're put a goocher on. Are you going yeah. goocher? We're going to yeah. throw it down on Maple Grove. Jinx him with the four across. Maple yeah. Grove. We, we should note that the, we, we, we gooched two teams last week. <laughs> and, yeah. Who do we gooch? We gooch Warroad. Nice. And, and Dodge County. Well, and Dodge County. Little Falls. No. Yeah. 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 We screwed that. <laughs> we all picked them and they all lost. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's the game <laughs> that I think we're gonna all uh, see some way. I think. Uh, I think might if it, if it's on the internet, Mike might even take a peek at this one. Gentry and Hermantown. Um, what do you think of these two teams, Mike? I mean, they are the juggernauts of Class A this year. Uh, have you seen them? Have you Have you heard anything? What do you know about them? Um. Just what you can read. I watched a little bit of the Gentry Little Falls game, and then <laughs> talking to Kucher a little bit about Gentry and their amount of firepower. Um, so that's about all I know. I just about picked up my phone when we had a game canceled that I found out at three o'clock on Friday. I was going to call Hermantown, and I saw that they had their game canceled at St. Cloud, but I think a four and a half hour bus trip wasn't. No. Wasn't something I was super excited about. <laughs> That's a hard so, bus trip too. Yeah, not a lot of interstate yeah. between Fergus and Duluth. Not that two ten gets no. a little bland. It's oh, <laughs> hard. Two ten is so. I, I live in Duluth, Mike, and I, I, I also drive a lot for my job. So I have, I have ranked all the roads going out of Duluth. That's what you do when you're stuck in cars so many times. <laughs> two ten is the worst. They don't make the it in the top yeah, ten. Yeah, horrendous. <laughs> Carl's ranking oh, roads. Horrendous. He ranks roads. He does. Yeah. He ranks roads I too. Rank apparently, <laughs> he ranks yeah. everything. Yeah. All right, so you get to yeah. go first. You get to, you get to lead us off. Uh, going back to a baseball term, lead us off here. Who do you got, Gentry or Hermantown? Where Where is that game? At Hermantown. At Hermantown, Gentry's going on the road up to Hermantown. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's going to be a tough one. I. Uh, just looking at the numbers, I like Gentry's. I'm usually a defensive guy, but I like Gentry's offense and what they've been doing. And I look at Rapid throwing some pucks in the net against Hermantown the other day. I might go with Gentry on this one. I think there's another Goocher coming here. I think so I smell too. a Goocher. I really do. And I'm I, mine's the Joey Pierce Goocher. <laughs> You know, that's so what I'm going So tell more about Joey. Joey then. Pierce uh, has a high ankle sprain and will likely miss this game. And if he does come back and play, he won't be at 100%. So that's a good pick. Okay. That's a good pick. Carl? Urban Town. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would have not seen that coming. No. I did not see that coming. No. Danny Ryan? It's been eight, eight years, eight years, going on nine years since it lost to a Class A team in the regular season. I mean, that's a fair <laughs> fair point. Um, Gentry yes. holds a banner at the TCO Sports Garden of their Schwann's Cup Silver Victory. They do, huh? Going to the banner fest that is the Hawk Dome. Yeah. And they are going to put a W on the board for them. You're going Gentry too, huh? Oh, yeah. And I just knocked I don't know what off. you knocked off my table here, but it's With fine. With my hat. You're it going was Gentry. Worth it. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm calling it the, the Joey Pierce factor. However much Joey plays, I'm guessing it's not going to be a lot. So I'm going to go Gentry as well. 
So we have three gentries in this one. Mm. Um, all right, uh, game three. Uh, Carl gets to go first in his beloved YZ. Uh, <laughs> and Benil, where is this game being played? Is this at YZ? Pick, I'm it's pretty at, sure. At, at YZ, Plymouth. Uh, who do you got, Carl? I've got to take YZ. <laughs> Of course you do. Uh, Danny, who do you got? Yeah, who do you got? Wyzetta or Benilde? Benilde. I think this is where Benilde bounces back. They can. Uh, Benilde needs to find scoring, and I think this is a team that they can outscore. Well, I think you're crazy. Thank um, you. A defensive team <laughs> always outshines an offensive team. I think I think Pat is going to have his way with Kenny in this game. It's going to be a three or four nothing game. Asher Conley, Adam Marshall, Jackson Basson, Tristan Sarsland. Come on. There is a lot of interesting though. There are a lot of ways that a youth Tristan, kids playing in this game yeah, against yeah, their former juicy. mates. So, um, what do you think, uh, Northern Minnesota guy, uh, Benilde or Wyzetta? It sounds like we need a, a reason and a rationale to pick a team. Um, <laughs> both of my parents, both my parents are Trojan alumni, so I'm gonna oh. have to go with Wyzetta on this one. Really. <laughs> Oh, how did they get to Bemidji? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good moves, I think. Getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> get up to God's country I'm a little bit. Right. Yep. Oh, I, I love did. It. Uh, my son did have a. He was a maybe a squirt or a last year mite, and he had a. Why is that a Trojan jersey on going to open hockey? And I did snap a picture and send it to Pat. Let him know I had a couple of future Trojans up here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Danny, you go first on this one. Uh, St. Thomas, do we even have to ask? St. Thomas Academy Hill? <laughs> St. Thomas. You're going St. Thomas. Nagel, Hallam. I'm going right. opposite. Uh, I believe Carl has him number two in the state. Uh, I think uh, defense beats offense, and Hill will beat St. Thomas. Not in the last game. Six uh, to five overtime. Okay. Good. Right. <laughs> Billy's got him going. Lilac has got him going. Who do you like in this one, Mike? St. Thomas and Hill Marie. Boy, I haven't done a lot of work on that one. Um, <laughs> Lecter's always hard. Bill's always hard to beat this time of year. I agree. So I might go Pioneers. All right. Plus they have plus they have green in their unis. So yeah. a little beaver action. Yeah, that's true. At least he knew the color of the uniforms. Remember we had a couple kids on who didn't even know the color of some of these teams. Yeah. Those... Much where they were, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Carl, last one before we get to the Little Falls, Fergus Falls tilt. Well, we're, we're, we're picking games from all my favorite teams this week. So I know. Go with Hill. Mm. Yeah. I know. So you're going with Hill? Yeah, yeah. I, like usually, just as a rule, Mike, uh, my favorite team is whoever is playing St. Thomas. <laughs> I mean, and I graduated from St. Thomas. It's a universal feeling. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love taking St. Thomas digs. So, okay. Uh, They're mainly Danny digs. <laughs> last but not least, uh, let's. we've talked a little bit about this game already, Little Falls, Fergus Falls. Um, big game. This will extend their winning streak uh, th- to 13 games if Fergus can win this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we had Tony Kuchar on our show, so it's he like, did. God, we're buddies with both these guys now. It's going to yeah. be hard to pick against him. <laughs> um, it's at home ice of, of Little Falls. 
Um, we got to go against you, Coach. I'm going to go Little Falls. Uh, who do you got, Carl? Yeah, it's, it's tough, but I've seen Little Falls a couple times. They're looking pretty solid. I think we go Little Falls, too. Little Falls. All right. Uh, Danny, who do you got? I need to redeem myself with some of the picks, so I'm going Fergus. Oh, to no balance way. it out. Oh. And it, what a softy. Yeah. Yeah. Ruin the fun, Danny. You always kiss up to the guest. I do. It's You're so such nice. a kiss up. So, so this ought to be interesting. Um you, we, we've always had players in this segment. We never had a coach. I would love to hear a coach pick against his own team, against his biggest rival in their home rink. Can you pull that off for me, Mike? Do me a favor. I don't know. Did, is this where Pete Rose got himself into a little bit of trouble? <laughs> might have been, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how much we can be, be airing some of this, but... <laughs> Oh, that's a good um, one. That's a good one. But uh, yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot at stake Monday night. That's for sure. I and mean, both teams are probably looking at a number one seed in our section, and um, you know, home ice uh, throughout that whole playoff with the way the format is this year. So, um, uh, Little Falls finally they had a good uh, three game stretch. They wrapped that up with a win yesterday in Denfeld. They'll be feeling a lot better about themselves and. Um, but I've seen, uh, what my guys have done the last 12 games. Uh, they've been pretty resilient. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Otters on Monday night. Gotta go with the Otters. Gotta go. I wish I could I pick agree. the Otters. I would have, I, I would have, I'm, if I'm we, glad I did feel a little love from you yeah, guys though. Yeah. There's a heart here. Hey, yeah, Danny heart, agrees. Heart, heart. I appreciate it. Just so you know, it's part of our bit is to pick against you and Danny broke the bit there. Just so you Ruined know. Ruined it. I need to get some good, you know, like I, I'm not going into pickums like I did last week. Just oh, terrible. You did. You were awful. <laughs> uh, but it was an unbelievable show this week. We had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, the Red and Black Leagues, for participating in it. Thanks to you guys for participating in helping build a great uh, Mr. Hockey Predictions segment. Uh, fantastic show. Um, and thank you, uh, Mike, for, for joining us on today's show. We had we learned a lot about you, learned a lot about the Otters. Good luck to your team as the season progresses progresses into the playoffs thank you guys for having me on and getting to share a few stories and it was, it was a really good time mike donahue head coach of the fergus falls otters we'll see everybody around the rink